0: Hello. Hey everybody. This is not Snow White. This is Joe. And this is
1: not one of the seven dwarfs. It is Catherine. True.
0: Welcome back to Unsensational. Every every episode living up to that name. This week covers a lot. As every week usually does, but I'm pretty proud of us this week. I think we made some good rounds. Uh, And so Catherine, if you would do the honors and tell the people what letter this episode is brought to them by.
1: By the letter E for eat the rich. So grab your knife and forks, everyone, and get ready to listen.
0: Because I was talking to a friend who had some friends over, and somehow I think we were talking about like words that people use to identify. He's like, Well, you know, like I'm a gay man, mm-hmm. went into those things, fine. And he was like, Well, how, and he was talking to me, and he was like, Hey, you know, well, like what word do you use? And I was like, Queer. And he was mm-hmm. like, You would, you would. And in my brain, I was like, Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, but I was also like, and what do you mean by that? And I know that this sounds really bizarre, but I have, I have noticed myself and also other people have noticed people that I talk to that remember that TikTok trend that was happening on TikTok. And it was like, <laughs> who, what is the weakest link of your demographic? And a lot of queer people were like, <laughs> Uh, the weakest link of the queer community are cis gay men specifically white cis gay men but in general just cis gay men yeah and this was one of those instances where he was like i don't understand why we have to have labels at all now understand i love that if you want to talk about complete abolition of the need to specify another person or yourself with such precise language fine but you're talking about an egalitarian society at that point you're doing the well then I just want us all to be equal without wanting to do any of the work which is you can't have it both ways and where you look at someone and you say I perceive you as a man so I'm going to use he him and also want to say I want to do without labels you can't you don't get it both ways you don't get it both ways Oh, well, it just doesn't matter to me. Cool. So it doesn't matter to you. So then it should be no big deal to you to make this change. If it really doesn't matter to me, I don't know uh, what, where we're going to go eat for dinner and you decide on one place and we're doing that. And then you're like, oh shit, you know what? That actually sounds disgusting. Let's go this other place instead. If I really didn't care and it really didn't bother me, I'd be like, okay, we're doing that now. All right, cool but it does bother you. Like, and, that, and I was trying to have this conversation with this person because one person was like, oh, well, can't I just say hello person? And I was like, who the fuck would say that in conversation? So yeah, if you want to say like, you don't want to use gender when you talk to someone, fine. Hey, how can I help you? Well, what if it's formal? Hi, thanks so much for coming in. Is there anything that I can do to assist you? You don't have to use ma'am or sir. You don't have to start off with any of that. But once someone informs you, If you go against that, you're just a dick. That's it. And the other thing was like, well, I don't understand the they, them. And I was like, why? They're like, well, you're either this or that. And I was like, you are a gay man. You know that there are bi people and pan people. It's not just here or there. It's not just gay man or straight. There's, you know, gay man, lesbian, (laughs) bi, pan, queer, questioning all the preferences and every single identity that's not just like the main top five hotspots like mm-hmm. god damn it's not just here or there that's the whole fucking point so having this conversation was it was um fucking frustrating because i wasn't coming at it from like the do what you're comfortable with and let's move from there it was like you're in the community and you're being a dick yeah what the fuck how why yeah that that's someone who really
1: should know better
0: not to mention this was a cis gay man who paints his nails so i'm not saying that like painting your nails means you're part of the community but if you are a person in the community that's willing to do some things that aren't necessarily gender stereotype conforming maybe you understand that, you know, if someone were to say, well, what I think of as a woman is someone who paints their nails. So that's a woman. No, that's a man, but they paint their nails. Like they have the tell. Oh, it was, I'm I'm so glad that you brought that up with your dad because I have been infuriated about this. And I was so excited to talk to you about it. (laughs) Yes.
1: So yes, right before Joe and I were recording and talking about episode ideas, I was saying that I had a conversation with a family member, my father recently, and you know, checking in on the podcast and talking about some of the stuff that Joe and I talk about. And one of the topics that I threw out recently was Elliot Page and how they're trans and they came out recently and hey, that's, that's just great. And My dad didn't know who that actor was, um, ended up using their dead name, ended up using Juno as the movie reference, because again, I'm so sorry, but that's like the only movie that I could think of that even he may know. (laughs) And we went off of that. And then he was kind of going going back and, I don't know, just kind of, you know, sharing other experiences experiences he's had with people that he maybe knows are part of like the lgbtqia community and was like oh yeah used to work with someone who is trans and what was really interesting this was a individual uh, female to male trans situation and what was really interesting to me is he was using he, him pronouns when referring to this individual. Um, however, once this individual became pregnant in, in my father's story, which is something that had happened, uh, my father switched to using she, her pronouns and this threw me off for just a hot sack. And I was like, hey, dad. I was like, no, I was like, still, still he, him. And he kind of tossed back at me one of these of like, well, men can't be pregnant. And I'm like, well, you, you you're telling me a story about a man that was pregnant. <laughs> so clearly you know that men can in fact be pregnant. And we just got into a, a deeper conversation about, and it, it was a point that I wasn't letting go in the conversation. Uh, What pronouns that my father was choosing to use in in his story. And I think he became a little just, you know, maybe frustrated or overwhelmed. I get it that this is all like really new, I, I think, still to him to be talking about he was using he, him, she, her, they, them. He just actually kept using the individual's name at some point. And I'm like, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can do that. But like, I I could genuinely see that, that he was trying. He just has these different kind of ideas that need to be broken down. And we got into some other conversations, but it, but that, Particular one was interesting to to me is that like only women can be pregnant, and then I'm like okay well how how are you defining a man, and that's a different conversation that we got into because I'm like honestly dad from your story it's sounding like it's just like genitalia is kind of what you are using right now as a definition and he was even going into some concepts he's like oh well if if someone is trans and they're taking testosterone should they not be doing that when they have the baby and i'm like i don't know i'm like i i i, I don't know um but sure that would be something that we can do some research on and we can kind of continue this conversation if you know if you want that to happen so it was just something that i wasn't really expecting just even in our conversation just just occurred and really by by the end of it he uh, my my dad is a good guy And, and i can tell that we were making progress but still had kind of a lot more to to go through this but honestly it just even brought up some other some other general questions and kind of a reminder that, yeah, this really is like a first time concept to some people and also all of the different ways that people can be people and men can be pregnant and women cannot be pregnant. <laughs> Or the fact that, again, striking down that idea that gender is not your sex assigned at birth or what genitals you have associated with who you are or what level of certain hormones are, are in your body. It's that, and he even said that at one point, he was like, okay, so gender is just how you identify and how you want to be addressed. And I'm like, yes, that's it. <laughs> that's the entire thing that we're on, the, the entire point that it is it of our conversation. So I, I was actually really happy to kind of just even have that and in,
0: in, in talk about it. He brought up a really interesting point. It, and I've heard it a lot, not in a lot of areas that I choose to be in but I think you and I have both seen the turfy aspects of the internet where they say like no to be a woman is to be a womb man a, a human with a womb mm-hmm. the fact that you can get pregnant makes you a woman and it also shows up in a lot especially of Christian groups in that the point of getting married is to bear children yep These arguments tend to go together and they also kind of spur one another on. But even separately, the idea that you have to be able to get pregnant to be a woman. I cannot get pregnant. I can't. I have my body is fucked. (laughs) I was born with a uterus and a vagina and fallopian tubes and had typical everything going on until I didn't. And so now I can't get pregnant. Now I don't want kids. So for me, this is like a tip top situation. It's beautiful, but that doesn't mean I'm not a woman. You know, and so also, once people go through menopause, are they no longer women? If any number of things, a million things that could happen to someone who's still XX in their chromosomes, am born with the quote unquote correct or expected genitalia for those chromosomes could still not get pregnant. Yes. There are a million things for that. So if you're saying that the only people who can be women are people who have the ability to get pregnant, you are cutting out a fuck ton of the population there, my guy. Yeah. A fuck ton. And for men, like, you know, oh, well, you have to be able to ejaculate. So Anyone that takes that little blue pill is not a man. Yeah. Really? You want to have that conversation? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that there are a lot of people in government who would appreciate that. And I wouldn't want to invalidate their gender identity any more than anyone else. So that stuff I always find fascinating. And the fact that people try to break it down to... um you know, it's what hormones you have in your body. It's especially becoming prevalent with the fact that a lot of people are trying to ban trans athletes okay. from taking part in the sports with their identity. Okay. I like sports.
1: You wouldn't know it from the way that I talk about football. And I think have referred <laughs> to the foot, the footballs in the past, but I genuinely love sports, love playing sports, love the Olympics, which is when I go gaga over the Olympics every time it comes around winter, summer, both of them love them great. And that's the thing that I'm not sure if people understand or have even bothered to look into some of the reasons of why they're like, oh no, we, we shouldn't let trans athletes compete because they have like this. Mm-mm, like unnatural advantage because of their biology and more like predisposed to other things, blah blah blah. I don't think you understand the amount of, I don't even myself, but the amount of standards and testing that trans athletes are going to go through to make sure even stuff like that, shit like that about their hormone levels are at the same level as everyone else's that you would expect just to be an athlete in that general area. And also... I'm sorry, just think about evolution in general. Literally look at Michael Phillips. I remember some, I don't know, commercials or previews or, or something. They were literally breaking down his body, body part by body part to like, look at how big his hands are. Look at how broad his shoulders are. Look at how like tapered in his hips, literally breaking down the fact that This is the perfect swimmer. Like if you were, I don't know, playing, (laughs) playing some type of video game and you had to design a human or whatever, that's pretty damn close to someone that you're going to get.
0: I'm glad that you brought up that there's already an amount of testing because, and and I'm forgetting her name and I feel terribly about it. I do know, I believe she's a sprinter. She has gone to the Olympics before. She has, she's a cis woman she has naturally occurring very high levels of testosterone and she has been disqualified from competing, Uh which I mean, I'm not saying like, Oh, look, that means they won't allow trans people. I'm saying that's a bunch of bullshit. So it's not, I think people forget that when there are laws or when there are rules, when there's anything that is done, to specifically neglect or harm or leave out a marginalized group it's rarely about the marginalized group it's more and more about chiseling away at who has the ability to be seen as a person who has the right to be seen as human yep and it's going to keep chipping away it's going to keep going you saying that kind of just reminded me, circling back
1: to a kind of like a subset conversation that my father and I were, were getting involved in is, so this individual who uh, now identifies as male is pregnant. And I'm like, what type of leave is he going to get once the baby is born? And, and, I, and my brain just stopped. It did. Because I, I don't know, I have no idea how they would address that and it did. And then I just went into like a separate spiral of why I think both maternity and paternity leave is severely lacking in the United States. I know that because I know in Romania, for example, maternity leave is two years long, two years You can take a full two years if you want to, not something in the States. That's like three months, even paternity leave. I don't know, is maybe just even a handful of weeks, not even a couple of months. I mean, sure you can, depending on what your job is um, and what, I don't know, other benefits you have, you can take like a longer family leave for this purpose, but as for specifically someone either you or your spouse had a child this is the leave that we have designated to you and I would feel so horrible in that situation of you can't tell me that you would give that individual just like I don't know two three weeks of leave here you go
0: after you gave birth to your baby absolutely not so to go on to the point where you and you and your dad were talking about a few different things. One, um, can they still take their hormones? I do believe that if a person has transitioned from female to male, or sorry, man, woman to man, is taking testosterone... I don't want to say I know for a fact, but I do believe that there are lesser amounts that they're able to continue to put into their body because it's important for progesterone to kind of start doing its job to prep the body and keep the uh, blastocyst and fetus baby nug safe all the, and healthy all the way through birth. I think all what's difficult is one, like whether you're the birthing parent or not, You need time with the kid. You got to figure it out. Skin to skin contact is important. Learning what your baby needs is important. Being able to be in tune with the needs because someone's body was literally just flipped inside out. And they're going to have a crash of hormones after that anyway. Not to mention if you were taking hormones before that. Your crash and rebound is going to make your body feel insane. And I don't use that word lightly. You are going to feel like things aren't real, like things are too real. Phantom pains, not feeling real pain. Time ceases to exist because you only get to sleep when the baby is asleep. And you're in pain the whole time. So, I mean, there is so much that isn't taken into account. And when it comes to maternity leave in the US, the the US does not have legislation regarding this. Many countries do. The US does not have legislation regarding maternity paternity. So, if you are working an hourly job anywhere, you're working hourly, your best bet is to go on short-term disability. And when short-term disability is up, you're probably only getting between 40 and 60% of your pay. You can also use PTO. That's if you've accrued enough. And if you're giving birth at the right time of year where you've accrued enough or you were able to roll some over and then a little bit of sick leave and that's it. And at that point, if you can't go back, you have to either take unpaid time, which means that the company doesn't have to hold your job or you pass in your resignation for a paternity leave. There's no time. There's none. I worked with someone who lost their job when they walked out to go to the birth of their child. Thanks, U.S. I don't think we're a first world country. Can I toss that out there? Like, just as part of this conversation, I just want want to put that nugget out there. I don't think we're a first world country thank you for sharing some of that.
1: I was not aware that we didn't have any type of kind of federal laws regarding maternity and paternity leave. And I was obviously speaking from a kind of corporate state level of my, my knowledge that I was using there. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. If you want to compare the, you know, once upon a time, the U S was a world superpower. I'll recognize that. But we haven't really, you know, kept up with the Joneses on this front. And if you look at all of the other first
0: world countries, which I hate that terminology just to begin with. Super racist. Stems from the idea that whiteness is closer to God. Very, very colonizer terminology. Yeah. So maybe like technologically advanced. I don't know the good term. Sure. I'm saying first world. We're not a first world because that's the term that people like to say. Like, we're the best we're the first world No, I mean, you're going to find a
1: livable minimum wage. You're going to find some type of, I think you're going to find some type of universal health care at the very least. Uh, you're probably going to find some type of abolition of the death
0: penalty. Have we even done that part? No. In the U.S., right? That's still, you know. Still a thing. Uh, A gentleman was put to death just this last week.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, A person of color who, sorry, let me be more specific. A black man was killed Mm. by the government uh, very recently, even though uh, there were a handful of judges who had actually passed through requests for for him to have a stay of execution because there was important information upcoming. So, nope, we haven't moved past that barbaric stage either. Uh, Some type of
1: free and quality education available for children of all ages. When I say children of all ages, I literally mean up until like 18 and probably a little bit past that. Like there is actually some college options available for you that won't put you in thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Those are just some of the things that's coming off the top of my head that I can think of for why I don't think the U.S. gets to say
0: that it's a first world country. I mean, for forever, the U.S. has been saying, and I know that this is, we'll get to, queer is wrapped up in here, but it's going to take a minute. For forever, we've been saying the middle class is shrinking. The middle class is shrinking. And it always has, I mean, it has been since the 40s and 50s, it's been shrinking, honestly. I think that was like the height of middle classdom. The idea of in the 50s, you can work hard, get your bonus, afford the few vacations for your, you know, 2.2 kids, get the new car, put the pool in, have the vacation home, like very, very much in there. And I think what people forget is that at that point, There were so many things that were unregulated, dysregulated. There was so much bullshit and taking advantage of still of every person of color, still of everyone that wasn't a masculine man, still of everyone who wasn't incredibly straight. And the fact that the middle-class is shrinking has been happening. And it's not because people of color and queer people have been still attempting to catch up with the middle-class. It's that the people who are already in the middle-class don't want to come to terms with the fact that they're poor because they think that being poor is a moral thing. And that's why the crime of poverty is probably the worst crime that you can commit in the U S. And it's one that people will penalize you for, even if it's not the government penalizing you for it. If you overdraw your account, you owe the fucking bank 35 bucks. Every time. For every day, it's overdrawn.
1: How, how, how is that enacted? How is this a thing that's been allowed to happen? Why can't we just decline the transaction? How are overdraft fees allowed to happen and still make banks like, an insane amount of money. I know I that word insane. Literally billions. That's why yes. billions of dollars in overdraft fees. That's uh-huh. not that shouldn't be normal. That should not be commonplace.
0: That should not be something that we just accept. It shouldn't be. And this is something that I think goes hand in hand with being queer because I think that many queer people, I'm not gonna say all, many queer people struggle with financial independence and stability. And it's not because they're not educated, they're not smart, they're not driven, they're not working hard. Sometimes it's because they were forced out on their own without any sort of net. And sometimes it's because they're just born at the wrong fucking time. And so when you go to college, it's during a massive recession. um, And that's after fuck tons of trauma in the childhood your childhood and then you know you just keep seeing recession after recession after recession so like I think there's a whole bunch of why we're seeing one the middle class shrink two queer people unable to be part of that middle class and so it makes it so much harder for us to look around and see other queers I'm not talking about like mansion upon mansion upon mansion billionaire queers because I don't care if you're a billionaire queer you're still a billionaire and i'm sure you're delicious but i just want to see like queers who i don't know we can all like afford food that feels good to our bodies whatever that may mean to one person or another um safe water can pay our bills have a safe place to live that like we've said before is dry where it's supposed to be and wet. We're supposed to be hot. We're supposed, supposed to be cold. We're supposed to be have clothing that, yeah, sure. It affirms our gender, but it also just like keeps us warm and safe. Weird. Right. Weird. Because I can think of a ton of queer people where that's like not the norm month to month. Yeah. I have been trying to talk to more and more queer people. one, not about like living the city, let's go create our own little world outside of the city. But trying to create a better community in our city, in our current community, what can we do uh, for ourselves and for others? And I know that there are so many people, <coughs> white men, who want to say, it's passive income. You just you invest in an ETF and then the money just comes back to you. I, I was able to retire at like 27 because of passive income. Congratulations. Not everyone has the money to put in every single month to have it recurring. Not everyone has the time and ability to research. Some of us just don't understand it. And that's not because we're not smart, but perhaps it's not relevant in our day-to-day life. And so why would I take the hours to do that when I only get six hours of sleep a night anyway? But I want to talk to people about one, what businesses can we start and do for ourselves? Queer businesses. Because Whether it's, I don't know, digital marketing and accounting and all of these other things where you're thinking about who's going to see this, what information do we put out there, how do we inform people. It's so important to let people know that they have the ability to make the change for themselves. You know, like they have the ability and the strength and the community support behind them to make changes should they want it. And by that, I mean, we have to get rid of the very smallest part of the population that's holding back this much larger group of the population and have a giant feast. <laughs>
1: I thought, I thought you were calling upon Jonathan Swift in that. And yes, indeed, we did end with the
0: eat the rich. <laughs> mm sounds delicious. There was another trend on TikTok that I thought was so funny. And it was like, oh, like, you know, we're all hunkering down at the eat the billionaire feast when you say that you had a pool in your backyard when you were a kid. And then like the person turns toward the camera with their fork. And I was like,
1: huh. Huh. I think you sent me one of those videos of someone was kind of going through and and calling out certain things to identify someone as if you had this you are not safe and what was interesting is the comments also turned into the if this was in your life you are safe don't worry this ain't about you (laughs) (laughs) and just the one thing that got me because i remember it, it was in the comments and it was if you had cinnamon and sugar on your toast as a treat don't worry you're safe and I was like oh no we did we did
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes yes I was like but it was so good (laughs) it was so good and we see I would always do it on a paper towel and I would make mm -hmm, and I would make one more extra one so I'd I'd make I'd make one piece and then I'd put everything on but I'd always do it on a paper towel and because then I'd make another piece so that all the extra that fell off I put How on a
1: second smart. piece. Nice.
0: Didn't yeah. let any of that go to waste because that cinnamon was expensive, dude. That was that was a fancy little treat. Treat.
1: We even i I can remember like we even had a container that was cinnamon and sugar mixed together. It was fa- I know it was fancy,
0: yeah. fancy bougie. <laughs> we always had them separate. I loved that stuff, though, where someone held up a piece of bread and they were like, hot dog bun, corn dog holder, buttered toast, cinnamon sugar toast. I was like, "Mm, yep, breakfast, lunch, dessert, nailed it. One piece of bread. It's funny, every once in a while I see some of those videos pop up on the wrong side of TikTok, and you can tell it's been on the wrong side of TikTok because of the comments, and people are like, LOL, like... It's, they think it's a joke. They're like, lol, that's so funny. Huh? Like they'll say I don't I can't even get my brain into this rich person thought, but they'll say something where you're like, you think this is satire because you're so well off that you couldn't even fathom that someone would be in a different area than you of life. Oh my god. And it makes me laugh. And then it makes me cry. Did you freaking see in the news that we're getting a $600
1: stimulus check in the U.S.? I know we've talked about this before, folks. I'm so sorry. However, it has been more than six months. We received one stimulus check. It was for about 1200 if you were an individual, a little bit more if you were a family. Just saw notifications on my phone earlier today of, look, we came to another agreement because we're doing this before the holidays and because, you know, it's been months. And here you go. Here's $600. And I just had a, like, just genuine bitchy response to it to be like, what the hell's the point of that? that is going to pay no one's rent. I'm like, seriously, this is the best that you could come up with. Am I still going to take the money? Yes. Am I furious that
0: that's what we're getting? Yes. Dude, there are some countries who have been sending people 2,000 whatever their local currency is, Canadian dollars, it doesn't fucking matter. I think in general, it levels out to about $2,000 US per month. And in many cases, rent and mortgage has been canceled on top of that. And they're not able to ask people for back rent. And like it, it just keeps going and going and going. And people have had food delivered to them. Governments have subsidized food to be sent to people. You're telling me, and this is where I like to try to out Republican Republicans, you're telling me that the greatest superpower, right, the greatest country on earth, the number one first world country can't afford to do that? Why? If our economy is fucking incredible and we are the tip top, how can we not afford that? Riddle me
1: that. That's the part that really hurts. The economy, the stock market, ever since that first stimulus check, has gotten better, has been doing fine. That's the reason that we haven't received more money because it's not about the individual or the family that they care about from their perspective, again, kind of just a different level of being detached from everyday reality that that piece is doing okay. And that's how we measure our economy. So the stock markets doing pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So no, we're not going to prioritize sending a stimulus check.
0: One, I think that people are finally starting to realize we, we have been abandoned and I'm saying people are finally starting to realize not because some people didn't know. Sex workers knew. Disabled people knew. Black people knew. Trans people knew. I think what we're starting to see is people who people who thought that they were safe are having to realize that they've been left out to dry. And suddenly they're waking up to the fact that they are on their own. And they have been so dismissive of things. And they have been so callous toward people who have identified these challenges and they are finally in an area where they're realizing that they've been left behind. And I don't mean that in an area of lack of education. When you are so wound up in your privilege, you cannot see past it. You're not going to see things. You're not gonna know that they're going to affect you. The first one felt like a slap in the face, like just a one-time check. But this one feels like I was kind of spat at, and I have to still say, like, thank you. Right. (laughs) Which, I mean, if you're going to do any spitting on anyone, first of all, a very expensive thing to do, whether it's because it's illegal and you're going to go to fucking prison for it or because it's a consensual situation where either there's emotional work or, like, dollars. There are more businesses closing. In Denver, there are even more, like, individual bars and restaurants that have had to shutter in the last month a fuck ton more, more and more of ones that I actually loved and people have, have lost their jobs and got them back for a few weeks and then had to reapply and they're still getting, you know, held up in the unemployment situation. And you think that over the course of nine months, $1,800 would save people. Are you kidding me? There is barely anywhere where rent is less than, I'll, I'll even go on the way low side, way, way low. There's barely anywhere where rent is less than like $800. And that doesn't include any utilities, but there are very few places where that's kind of the go and rent. Or if it's not, then there's usually not great public transportation in that area. There's tip. It's typically a food desert. It's typically, you know, an area that has been overrun by cops. So you wouldn't us to two hundred dollars a month. Two hundred dollars a month. That's what the government's given us. We, I, I, it's going to be longer than that cuz we haven't even gotten that next check yet and it's december so it'll be 10 months for 1800 so 180 bucks a month what can you do for 180 bucks a month that covers my phone bill and i i am so scared for people because While for a while, and many communities are still bulking up protection for people who are at risk of being evicted, there's going to be mass evictions. And what we're going to see in big cities is we are going to see weeks of notices of eviction very quickly followed by not the landlords being like, oh, hey, you know, just move your stuff out when you can. You know, we're trying to get this back on the market. You you, you know, we need you to get out this day. No, the day of, if the person's not already out, they're going to have the cops show up and we are going to have a ton of cops throwing people out on the fucking street. We're going to see weeks of this. What we're also starting to see is landlords are afraid of people leaving, so they're decreasing rent. They're, most people are moving into one-bedrooms because the pandemic has broken up friendships and relationships, and so one-bedrooms are becoming scant. They're the ones going more quickly. But even then, they're seeing that, like, not a lot of people are going for two bedrooms. A lot of places, they're either going for one bedroom or, like, four bedroom or more. Mm. So basically, like, mass apartments, condos and houses, or one bedrooms. Mm -hmm. Not a lot in between. Yes, people are thinking, if we can get a house where we sleep at least two bodies in every bedroom. Yeah. And we really focus on budgeting. We can all make it through. Or you have people that are like, everything is fucked, and I need out now. Yeah. But landlords are starting to lower prices, and they're starting to call people to be like, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm happy to lower your rent. You know, a good three four hundred dollars if you want to go ahead and just re up your contract now." Hmm. I also think this is an appropriate time to bring up that landlord isn't a job. It's not a job. You aren't, builders provide you with a home. Builders provide a service. They give you a home. A landlord is a person who bought an extra piece of property that they couldn't afford and have to ask people to stay there to give them money so that they can afford to keep it. That's not a job. That's a bad investment. And I know that there are a ton of people out there saying, no, like, I don't think you understand how the market works, Joe. You don't understand how real estate works. No, I do. Because the point is you buy something cheap, you fix it up. You preferably rent it out for enough that's going to cover at least what everything costs a month. Then you keep fixing it up while they're there. The value goes up. Hopefully other people in the neighborhood start doing that same thing. The property value goes up so you can charge even more and the cycle repeats and that's something where when you sell that house, you get the equity, you get the final cost of the house sale. No, I know, I get it. It's just really shitty. You're artificially driving up cost and buying up these properties that are beautiful houses that someone could buy to live in with their family, but instead, you bought too many houses and so you have to ask people to live in your houses so that you can afford them because otherwise you can't afford them. I'm not going to say that there are not services provided. In many cases, if the water goes out and someone reports it, it's then the landlord who provides the service of like contacting the person, making sure that they actually show up paying them, but it's still paying them with the money that everyone who's living there paid. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a difference between being like a landlord and a community organizer. Yeah. Where, like, if you live there too and you're like, hey guys, you know, the same thing that many queers want let's all live together and we'll all put money in, kind of like a commune. Hey guys, everyone lives here. Winter's coming up. We already planned for this by, you know, last year we raised rent by $3 for each place for each month. We definitely have enough to be able to cover the extra heat bump that's coming for the next few months. You know, we're looking pretty good. If something happens, I'm available. Get a hold of me. You guys also know the company that we work with. That There is... I'm not going to say that there is nothing that they do, but it's not because that's their job. They do it because that's their home and the power went out in the landlord's home. And so the landlord has to reach out about their home because they own it and they can afford it. So when I see queer people who are like yeah like i finally got this apartment complex like damn dude you're about to screw over some queers (laughs) damn you bought that building that just knocked down like four family houses to build a high-rise and there's no parking and then you took away the park to build a parking lot fuck i want you to get ahead and i want you to have a good life and i don't know if this is always 100 the answer opposite of that where people are breaking up i want to talk about u-hauling let's talk about it i'm not 100 anti-u-haul I don't like that it's a stereotype and everybody knows that we want to do it, but I'm not 100% against it. Mm -hmm. I think there are conversations that anyone should have before you move in with someone. And there are certain things you should know about them. Like I am a night owl and Catherine, you, you have surprised me in the last few years. It's no longer like eight, eight o'clock. I have to start getting ready for bed. I am
1: not a night owl by any means but do I start winding down for bed around like nine ten o'clock yes and now am I going to bed more regularly around like 11 o'clock yeah do I stay up to like midnight some nights yes but you better believe that I'm in my pajamas like watching something or reading something. It is a very low energy activity. But yes, I I grew up in a household where I always had a lot of downtime um, in the the evening. And my brain, even though I'm not an early riser, my brain just works better in, in the
0: morning. You wake up clean though. You wake up... Okay, here's the thing. When Catherine's bed was only a couple feet away from me, she... She would be in bed and it was so cute because she would always be tucked in all tight. And you had your red, white, and blue bear that you would cuddle. Okay. And then you had your phone on vibrate Mm -hmm. underneath your pillow. Yep. And the reason I know this is how she woke up is because that was usually right after I would like start to try to fall asleep. And so you would wake up as I was trying to go to sleep and like it would buzz. And she would stop the buzzing and you would like sit for a minute just really quietly and then you'd slink out of bed and you'd finish tucking everything in. And then you'd quietly you take unplug your phone and you'd quietly walk out. And then you were just up for the day. And that was it. It was just like bzz, bzz, bzz. oh yes, I'm being summoned to be conscious. Okay. Mm, here I am. Meanwhile, I'm like a fucking garbage monster. <laughs> wake me up you you were very skilled at waking me and doing it kindly and sweetly i loved when you would wake me up it was beautiful But, like, you might not be an early riser, but you are for sure like, oh, here I am, like, I'm ready for the world. I am.
1: I am one of those people that I can have a conversation with you in the morning. Maybe give me, like, two minutes, just let me, like, use the bathroom, but otherwise you want to go right to it and have a conversation. Yes, I can do that. I can engage. Um, I'm not someone that needs, I don't drink coffee, but I don't need, like, my morning tea or anything which I still have because I enjoy it but yes that's something that I that I can do yeah I mean do I have like a series of like you know two three alarms that I go through in the morning now yeah of course but like if I know I have to get up for something yeah I, I will just do it so yeah that's that's me. You want to know that stuff about me? Yes. I'm that morning person that can have a conversation with you in the morning. If you want to be left alone, totally cool.
0: I respect that. Important conversations to have before you hauling. Are you a so morning much. person yeah. or not? Do you prefer it tidy or are you okay with it a little bit messy as long yeah. as like weekly things get put away? Yep. Do you write things down on the grocery list as soon as you're out of it or not? Do you like shoes on or not in the house? I know that these seem like such small, like nothing things, but they will ruin relationships. I swear. They will. They really will. Especially
1: because one party, it's not going to be a big deal for the other party. It's going to be a big deal and it's going to fester and you're going to get past that point where you can handle it. And then you have to have a conversation and, and work through it. It, It just genuinely is and find, and find a common ground for Uh it. Yeah. Uh I've, I've had that even just with my, my partner right now. I'm, I don't, I don't keep a list for, for shopping, but if I see that we're out of something like, like coffee filters or, or sugar or something that I know my partner uses regularly, I will just like take the box, recycle it. And then usually it will kind of be in my head or maybe I will make like a note of it if we're down to like the last one or two or like the box is empty she will leave it on the shelf where it is and then like I'll go to use it next and I'll be like we don't have any I'm like why didn't you tell me we need it she's like I forgot and I'm like okay we'll come up with something and I'm like I'm like put the box out on the counter that that's all that i'm gonna ask you put the box on the counter at least let me kind of see it as well so that way there's there's an opportunity there because no sorry that's not that's not usually how i am gonna kind of roll in in my household like I, if something is out and empty yeah let me know or just even just text me but communication is really going to be key in, mm-hmm. in those things and it, it genuinely is make it or break it situations
0: that's why i think a lot of these people are splitting up and not only those reasons because the stress of the whole year look i thought i was gonna have a clean end of 2020 and someone hit my car Uh, so like the whole year's been shit everyone thinks it's gonna be like fine for this amount of time fine for that no the whole thing's been shit it's gonna keep being shit and 2021 is not gonna be any different but at least we can mark 2020 off but like there's some stuff you just gotta know also like allergies do you not like fragrance yeah like all of these things that little by little they're gonna chip away you are so sensitive to smell like you just have the best nose I there are some
1: things I'm sensitive to with smell I am also my biggest trigger is sound I'm very sensitive to to sound (laughs) so yeah if you're someone who's a night owl and it's like you're watching tv and stuff nope, not my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, literally folks, this is how sensitive to sound I am. I have bought earbuds to sleep in with at night that are specifically designed for sleeping. You can't even play music through them. It just makes various white noise sounds. And I bought a pair where I could also specifically adjust the volume of the alarm to a lower sound to gently wake me up. I'm very easily someone that if there is a very loud noise, I cannot focus on anything else. My brain is just gonna focus on that and how do we get it to stop? So yeah, just even stuff like that. Yeah, are you someone that is gonna cook all the time in the kitchen or are you someone who is more of a takeout kind of person? Got to manage that, especially if there are like four of you living in one house and you got one kitchen. (laughs) It takes a lot of time to cook something and, and clean up afterwards.
0: Yeah. All of this stuff is so important. And I think that, one, I think that women are taught to have relationships, any sort of relationship, platonic or otherwise, where like communication and vulnerability are at least- involved there's an emotional connection involved and so i think that you hauling while there are a lot of those problems many times they'll be talked about but also many times not like i am someone i i would prefer if people clip their fingernails in their bedroom or in their bathroom that's my preference I would have a very hard time with someone clipping their fingernails at the kitchen table. It is just a thing in my head. I know that they're going to sweep them up. I know that they'll wipe off the table. It is not a big deal. I know that with my logic brain. But then my lizard brain goes, you're going to eat a fingernail. Like you're going to take a scoop of food and there's going to be a fingernail in it. No. No. I don't want a chance of that. That grosses me out too much. It's like something like that where I'd be like, it's not a big deal. I got to let it go. And if we talked about it and they were able to maneuver behavior, great. But it's also one of those things where you're like, I know that this is a dumb thing. I know that it's just a me thing. I know it's an unreasonable thing because I know the person is reasonable with what they're doing. But holy fucking shit. Like... It's the unreasonable stuff that typically gets to people before the reasonable stuff, to be honest.
1: You were talking, you know, before we got into kind of like the specifics of these are the things you really should consider before you live with someone. Just the idea of you hauling in general. Again, going back to TikTok, I don't know if I saw it on my page or you had sent it to me, vice versa. It's literally like a like a soap opera or a drama in one TikTok video. And the premise of this was a two guys that moved in together and had been dating for two months. And one of the guys comes home and he sees that his roommate boyfriend um, had invited someone else over and had slept with him. And it is this conversation about, well, the guy that slept with his ex is like, well, uh, we never actually had that conversation about being exclusive. And the other guy was like, dude, we didn't have to. We moved in together. And he's like, well, yeah, you know, it's only been like uh, a couple of months. And it was just like mind-blowing to watch because I'll be damned, but I could see both their sides. And I'm like,
0: no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so when i saw that i at first i was like fuck I, it's, I could see both sides but that my one thing that i would need clarity on is did they move in together as in sharing a bed or not because if they were sharing a bed if i was sharing a bed with someone every night not just sometimes but That's we there. moved in together 100 yep. percent sharing a bed full time and i was out of town for work or out visiting friends whatever and yes, we hadn't had the conversation, but you had invited someone over and slept with them, I would at least be like, feels like an invasion of privacy because you didn't tell me because I have a lot of very personal things here that like I'm comfortable sharing with you and not someone that I don't know. Like The sharing a bed thing is where I'm like, hmm.
1: That's a great point. I did not,
0: did not consider
1: that because even in the video, I think it uh most of the conversation took place in like the living room or like the the front doorway um as well so we don't know that that particular point but yeah i mean that's just at a stage where i'm like you know what other guy that had slept with his ex i see all your points i do and i get it from like a logic standpoint but we're talking about like a relationship here and emotion and it's like just stop and think for a second about what actions you had taken with this other individual, and kind of move move from there. So no, no, it was just something that also
0: And know because it was not only on the the person who was frustrated with the situation. First of all, very calm, very clear in what they were saying was not abusive. But when they were moving in together, it is up to both people to have this conversation. So one person was like we don't need to have it. We're moving in together. And the other person was like, I don't know. I hope we don't have it. Like, I feel, I feel like one of them should have been grown up enough to say, if we're moving in together, we need to talk about our dynamic. Not because I'm saying that it needs to change, but I think we need to set up like boundaries and safety and appreciation methods to make sure that we're both taken care of. Because, I don't know, maybe, like, not sleeping with other people is that person's love language. Who knows? That's something else. That was something that I saw recently where specifically by women were saying, there was someone saying, why the fuck does my boyfriend invite me over so I can sit there and watch him play video games? I don't give a fuck about the video games. I'm fucking bored. Why invite me over just to have me sit there and watch your shit? And the guys are like, it's quality time. And I want to show you something that I'm really proud of. Like I work hard at it. And so I want you to see that this is something that I, I like a lot. And I'd like you to, you know, just spend time with me while I do something that I really like. And a woman was like, you know, it's like when I put my face on a solid face makeup, it takes me hours. They're like, babe, that looks really great. I'm so excited to go out. You're like, oh my God, thank you. And like, it feels so good. I was like, I get it. I do. I get it. But it f- also feels like very high school college of me. Like, hey, you want to come watch me practice? No. Like, maybe I'll come to your game like once a month, maybe once a week and cheer you on. But every fucking night for practice, fuck off. Jesus.
1: And then Joe, on the other side, you are talking to someone that will watch people play video games on Twitch. (laughs)
0: Yeah. That's what my dad is. And and I play video
1: games and I do. I just I genuinely enjoy watching other people play video games. Like, sure, maybe not every night, but otherwise, yeah, that sounds great. I even, my my partner does not play video games, but they are currently playing a video game on my Nintendo Switch of Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and... I keep trying to encourage them to hook it up to the TV (laughs) so that I can properly watch them play. And they're a little like self-conscious because again, they don't play video games. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not the point. I don't care. I just want to like watch what you're doing and watch you enjoy it. Because the fact that you're even playing a video game and like mildly enjoying it brings me so much joy as well. Like that makes me so happy. Um, Because otherwise, yes, like they've been playing it on the couch and like I've sat, next to them and like I've watched them and they'll like ask me a question and I'll give them an answer and <laughs> that's it and like to me that is super fun like sweet quality time oh
0: my god that is so wholesome that is so wholesome but like that's what I mean it's like if you don't get it you can ask if you're like I feel like I come over and then you ignore me all night just because you're playing a video game well no like I like this and I'm proud of it. And I wanted to share it with you. Super simple to say, yep. very simple to say, but like being able to tap into that with someone else or being able to just like explain it to someone. Yeah. How come you always want to hear me talk about my day? I'm always so stressed. I just like hearing about your life makes me feel included in the time when like, I don't get to be around you and other people do for the majority of your day. Just kind of like to know, you know what it's like, Easy, super easy, but also something that's important to talk about still before you U-Haul, because if you're not someone who likes to get home from work and decompress about it right away verbally, and you're living with someone who wants to hear about it right away, you're going to bite each other's head off every fucking day. Every day, it's going to be a fight. I'm just trying to share in your day. Well, I don't give a fuck. Just let me calm down. Well, I'm trying to help you decompress. I don't decompress like that. It's going to be a whole, you can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but I'm trying to make a tsunami with my hands. It's a very furious movement. It's going to be awful.
1: But we appreciate you spending this quality time with us, listening to yet
0: again, another episode of Unsensational. All right, friends. Thank you. You can subscribe, rate, review, Unsensational, wherever you're listening to us. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're Unsensational JK on all platforms. If you want to follow our privates, we're both there on everything. Track us down. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll be friends. Send us your topic suggestions via email to unsensationalpodcast at gmail.com or via the contact page on our website That's unsensationalpodcast.com. Give us money. $600 from the government ain't going to make it work for us. (laughs) Uh, All right, friends, this has been unsensational.
1: Until next time, everyone, stay queer.